you want me to say you this? You can say like your name and then, be, and then yeah. whatever, and then say that. Okay. I am a black man. Listen to KCOU 88.1 FM, Columbia. Cool. Thank you. We are off and running KCOU 88.1 FM. Start your Sunday. That was a bit of a blunder on my end. And the first snap of the game. It's louder than the, louder than the Miami Stadium has felt in years. Yeah, until yesterday. Since, until yesterday. Yeah, we'll get to that later on. Welcome into Start Your Sunday, KCOU 88.1 FM. Thank you for starting your Sunday with us. September 10th, 2023. Week one of the NFL season is just two hours away. It is 10 a.m. Central Time, your local time. We'll have actives, inactives at the 30-minute mark of our show. A lot of your fantasy players or player prop parlays guys or a game-time decision. We'll keep you updated when we get to our NFL in the second half. Joined alongside, as usual, Marty, I mean, Jonathan Lidskin. Yeah, as you guys can hear. Battling a bit of a cough. My my voice is a little shot. I have... My annual fall sickness um, this week, we sometimes like to call it the plague. I promise you, it is not the plague. Yep, you're doing all right. And, you know, we have you now with Richard Lewis next week. I don't know if you understand that I joke. I don't. But if, uh, those, those, those Caribbean enthusiasm fans out there, I hope to. Lot to talk about. Week two, I think all offseason long in college football is the week that we had circled in our calendar. Yeah. as a lot of great non-con games. Um, and a lot that could unfold, and we'll start in Tuscaloosa, where Texas, in the great words of Joe Tessitore, is back, folks. They might be back. They they are a good football team, and it took a while for Texas to get the statement win, and in year three of Steve Sarkeesian, the first two years very rocky, five and seven the first year, a lot of pressure going to last year, they went eight and four, Power ratings were high, but as we meant, told the great Bud Elliott in our show three weeks ago, is that it's hard to convince million-dollar boosters about power ratings when they're not winning games. Texas was an 8-5 and five team a year ago with the bowl loss to Washington included in there. They had a golden chance out of the gate in 2023 to upset a top-three team in the country on the road, and they did exactly that. They didn't just upset Alabama. They controlled that game from start yeah, to finish. Them. They outplayed them, and... I think I told this to you yesterday. If you took out all the history, how the last 10 years have gone for Texas, how the last 10 years have gone for Alabama, and you just look at the rosters and the talent on each side, I thought this game was a lot more evenly matched than They're pretty close. advertised. And I think one of the keys was Texas was really, really good um, matching up against Alabama's strengths. When I'm talking about their secondary yeah. and their defensive line, Obviously, we know Texas got, has the great wide receivers, the great receiving group, and the great offensive line that honestly like is up there for best in the country. I'm ready to say that Texas might have the best wide receivers in the country. So, t- two things that really stood out to me, and as as you know, I haven't slept in 24 hours, so yeah, I had a lot of thi- sleep in May. I had a lot we of sleep think- in January. I, I that's exactly right. I had a lot of thinking to do last night. And I was thinking a lot about this Texas-Bama game. 
I think that Bama, we, I, told, I told you in the first quarter last night when Texas was, they didn't run the ball well, but they were kind of like, they, they ran a couple sweeps that yeah. like looked nice. And, and I, told, I, told, I told you, I'm like, if, if Bama can't win the line of scrimmage, they're not winning this game because that, that's where their strength is. Like Milrow, Ewers is night and day. We know, we know that. But the more important thing was if I had told you in Bryant-Denny Stadium last night to name the three best quarterbacks in that stadium, who would you say? Quinn Ewers, one. You're really baiting me into saying Malik Murphy. Oh, if you think I'm baiting you into Malik Murphy, you're exactly right. And Malik Murphy, probably two. And then, like, Simpson or Buckner, three. Uh, I would put Arch Manning, yeah, three. that's... Like sure, I th- I mean like if Arch Manning committed to Alabama, would he started last start would have started last night? I I think so. Like there's a chance he doesn't just because exterior reasons yeah. that we don't have to get into. But politics. I think that to, like Texas's advantage at quarterback, their quarterback room overall is the deepest like I've ever seen. Like yeah, one one of the like. If Ewers goes down this year, it's not a big deal. And Ewers was just fantastic last night. Ewers last big year. Big time throw after big what time was, throw. What was your favorite Quinn Ewers game last year that wasn't the Oklahoma game? Oh, I couldn't tell you. Quinn, Quinn Ewers was. The Bama game, very, which he played one he quarter. He played one quarter. It was very overhyped last year. There were flashes, but he could never put it together. I, I thought in the third quarter he had already had his best game of his career. He finished 24 38, 350 yards, three touchdowns, no picks. Didn't make a single like mistake. And they, Xavier Worthy dropped two touchdowns in the game, too. Mm-hmm. Two tough plays, nonetheless. But the out, route, the the out, route, on four, the out route on third down, he most definitely should have caught. You mentioned Alabama needed to control the ball at the line of scrimmage. They didn't run the ball very well. McClellan, 12 carries, 45 yards. Milrow, 15 carries, 44 yards. I was shocked to see Milrow only carry the ball 15 <laughs> times. I thought it was closer to 20. I watched the highlights a couple times last night. Yeah, you had some time to kill. Uh, yeah, you'll, you'll see that'll be a theme on this show. Uh, I watched the highlights a couple times last night. Do you know how many, like, on the highlights, do you know how many, like, designed runs for Milrow Not many. I could point out? Not, One, yeah. and it was in the first quarter. They should have done more what, of that. Like, but Texas was what ready was for Reese's it. game plan here? It was terrible. Milrow was like was dropping back and then running into pressure. The whole whole reason I've been advocating for Milrow to start is because I think his his running gives them a very high floor, the highest of the three guys they have in the room. His if you're not is, if you're not gonna if you're not gonna design runs for him, what's the point? Yeah, he can't pass the he, ball. Had the one nice he, pass to Burton, but. Like that's he doesn't see the field well. His, his pro- going through progressions is like the moon to him. Yeah, he throws a pretty good deep ball actually, but whether it's accurate or not is fifty fifty. Yeah. But he does throw a nice deep ball. That's the one thing he does well as a passer. JT Sanders five catches one fourteen, including the fifty yard that led them to the go ahead drive. When Bama scored, we watch all the games together. I told you I still wasn't nervous. I, I thought I was pretty confident te- Texas was going to answer. As someone who picked Texas outright, me and Lee Corso, the only two people in the national media who did so. <laughs> Shout out to Lee. I don't know. But, I don't know Mitchell. I texted you this this morning. Big game, Bob. Big I, game. Big shot, Bob. I texted you this this morning. Ad Mitchell has caught a pass to take the lead in the national championship in the fourth quarter. A pass 
to take the lead in the national semifinal with under a minute to go. A touchdown touchdown to take the lead in Bryant-Denny Stadium and a touchdown to secure a win in Bryant-Denny Stadium. And he also two touchdowns against Michigan in his semifinal Mm -hmm. and one against TCU in the national championship last year. Those are like 80% of his career touchdowns. All, like... He wasn't like to be fair. Georgia's, he played like three games last yeah, year. Yeah, he every game he steps up in a big spot. Worthy had five for seventy-five and a score. What's Texas' ceiling? Is this a national championship caliber team? Because I think if they play like this, it's, yes, it's all about consistency. That's the issue like, with Texas. Like, I, I, you'll see where I have them in my rankings. I think you and I have them in the same spot. I'm four. I have three. I, uh, but I was a mistake on my end. So, I should have put them there. So. It's just about consistency. I have my doubts about them running the table in the Big 12, um, especially with a 10-game schedule if they get to conference championship game. But, like, think about the teams. First of all, their Big 12 schedule is easier than it usually is because of the new teams this year. Second of all, on a neutral field, is there a single team in the Big 12 right now that is less than a touchdown down underdog against Texas? Oklahoma's close. That's They're like, right around that 6-7 mark, Here's probably. Texas's next Four, or they play Wyoming next week. Here's their first three games of conference play. Not a really, not necessarily a walk in the park. At Baylor, home Kansas, home Oklahoma, or Oklahoma and Dallas. Mm-hmm. Not the easiest of games, especially Baylor beat them two years ago. I mean, everyone beat them two years ago, but you get the point. Kansas, mm-hmm. like I don't think that's an K- easy Kansas game. is Kansas might be. I won't go that far. Kansas could be like a top four or five team in the Big 12. I won't say three. Kansas could be a top four or five team in the Big 12. They're going to come into DKR in a couple weeks, and Texas is going to be favored by three touchdowns. touchdowns. Three? I, that might be an exaggeration. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how they play. But, and but. then the other side, Alabama. Like, where do they go from here? I don't. I wouldn't say the season's over, but what are you giving me a look that their season is over? Uh, they probably have to run the table, right? Do you think Jalen Monroe is walking into Atlanta and beating Georgia? No. Neither do I. How shocked did you be if the A&M beats does, does ba- Okay. Does, I, does Bama have a QB that can right now that can beat Georgia on a neutral field? Is Mac Jones eligible to come back? Can they get Bryce Young back for one game? No. I, I, I'm in agreement with that. I think, but, I think A&M. Like, we'll get to A&M in a second. Mm-hmm. I'm not... I, you know, that spread might be a lot closer than the experts think. Uh, on the positive side for Bama, though, what? And I don't think, like, Texas's defensive line did enough last night. Like, Milrow kind of. Ethan Burke. Milrow kind of baited them into a bunch of stuff yeah. just because he's. Milrow. Yeah, he was holding on. the second the, worst quarterback we saw yesterday. Holding on to the ball for forever. But how many teams left on Alabama's schedule are close to as good as Texas in the trenches? LSU and Texas AM. And then Georgia. And the, maybe Texas A&M. Yeah. LSU, I definitely will give you. Texas A&M, maybe. We'll see. Jury's out on them. Uh, but, like, who else do they have? They, they're not going to lose to Ole Miss in a couple weeks. We're, like, we're talking about if Alabama... Ole Miss's defense, I was kind of We're talking about if Alabama can beat Georgia. Like, I, I'm pretty sure Alabama's walking into Atlanta if they get there with two losses. No matter if they, they win the division. No matter if they get there or not. I think the West is pretty wide open still. Because this, the flaws in this Alabama team were all exposed. Like they're going, yeah. going into the year, I thought there were a lot of flaws, and I was proven very correct at quarterback. The receivers, I was actually pleasantly surprised by. They don't have an impact in the running game. And the secondary is weak. And like, if they're gonna have Milrow drop back, like Milrow had 15 carries, 27 passing attempts, and 
was sacked how many times? Five? So doing some quick math here, let's give him three design runs because there weren't many of them. He probably dropped back 44 times last night. Jalen Milrow dropping back 44 times. That's that's a lot too many. Bama plays South Florida next week before the back-to-back games against the Mississippis, Ole Miss, and Miss State, and then a road trip to A&M on the 7th. Not easy. They're going to lose another one. I... But I, I, I would have my doubts. But, but I still think one. they're a really good football team. And my rankings reflect that. Yeah, I saw you have them pretty high. I don't. Um, I don't think they're a very good football team. I think this is the worst Alabama team since 2010. Which is weird because now last year probably wasn't the worst Alabama team since 2010. I mean, yeah. I didn't think last year's team was like losses, all that good. Losses-wise, maybe. But like, like power ratings didn't reflect that. Yeah. Like they were better than... The two losses indicated. I I'm not completely sold on them, and I'd be surprised if if they try, turn this around. Um, ten and two, nine and three seems dynasty done. I I think he's won his last title. I've been saying that for a little bit. I wouldn't go that far, but like dynasty done. Yeah, they're like, not winning multiple more. I don't think they're going to win another under Saban. Um, but that's besides the point. Let's go to the other team that's back. Spe- speaking of a guy Alabama could have used last night. The, the guy in Miami that they offered yeah. a billion dollars to in the portal. Turned down. Turned down to stay. Miami, last year, five and seven. They were, everyone wanted Chris Ball fired. <laughs> Turns out it was all Josh Gaddis's fault. You know what I asked Siri this morning if um, Maryland won that game? It, they did. I was really hoping that Charlotte had beaten Josh Gaddis and the Maryland Terrapins. But besides the point, five and seven last year, absolute disaster. Miami flips the coordinators. Mm-hmm. They fire Steele. Gaddis leaves from Maryland. They bring in two new guys. Marshall's <laughs> defensive coordinator. Both of those guys were just dreadful yesterday. <laughs> yeah, a tough day. Tough day for those two. Mm-hmm. And the Miami offense looks completely different. And a more of a, the spread look. I think it's kind of what they wanted to go for. Yeah. And we saw the 2021 version of Tyler Van Dyke. 375, five touchdowns, no picks. Brashard Smith with the kick return touchdown. Xavier Estrepo. Over 120 yards. Is the U back? Yeah, that was an efficient 374 and five touchdowns for Tyler Van Dyke. He looked like the quarterback I picked to win. I thought I was getting when I picked him to win the Heisman last year. Guess I was. Can we still change our Heisman? Guess I guess I was a year. Dude, we might need to implement a mulligan on this show for the Heisman. But you know, whoever we pick to pick on the mulligan is probably getting benched two weeks later. Yeah. So. Michael Penix, step right up. Um, but back to back with Miami. Is, well, I was okay. telling you yesterday, the kids were all grown up. So what I was even more impressed with than Tyler Van Dyke's performance was how they responded to adversity. Because, like, since I've started watching college football, like, most Miami teams, when they have adversity, it's just, like, over. Like, they just, like, fold. This Miami team goes down 14-3 to start the game because of a... Couple miscues on special teams, block, right? Punt, muff, punt. Block, block punt, muff punt. They go down 14 3, and like AM could have just ran away with it. Instead, what happens is Miami blows the doors off them, and AM, who is one of the most talented defenses in the country, can't get a stop. It was Van Dyke. They, they ran the ball well at times, but Holy cow, these receivers are good. Jacoby George Jr. 
Colby Young. Xavier Strepo Jr. Colby Young Jr. Um, where's Horton? Isaiah Horton, redshirt freshman. The kids are all grown up. Here's These guys what, were freshmen and sophomores last year. They weren't difference makers. Here's, here's what I'll now say. Now they are. Here's what I'll say. And this is specifically offensively. Because defensively, I cannot tell right now. Yeah, it's too early. This team, is, this team is really good. They need to stay healthy. I don't know if they quite have the depth offensively yet. Yeah. There are a lot of young they're, guys are they're, pro- they're getting there. They're recruiting at a really high, a very high level. And Cristobal is doing a good job rebuilding the program, as yesterday indicated. But in order for this team to get to an ACC championship and potentially win one, you need to stay healthy on yeah, offense. Yeah, I mean, that's that's with every team, I feel like. But yes, there's not. they need to keep Van Dyke healthy. They need to keep the receivers good. Um, Cam Kitchens, who went down yesterday, actually seems to be doing all right. I doubt he plays Thursday against Bethune-Cookman, but he should be good for conference play. So why would you need him? What's up? Why would you play him? Like, yeah, there's no need. No, exactly. The, the two safeties, James Williams, those are two All-American caliber guys, two play guys who are going to play on Sundays. And First time they'd been an SEC team at home in a decade. They're 2-0. and At this time last year, it was already like they lost A&M. They turned around the next week and lost to Middle Tennessee State, and the season spiraled from there. Now they should be 5-0. and Next three games, Bethune-Cookman, Temple, Georgia Tech. None of those three teams are very good. No. This is – the Canes are on the rise. Good football team. I think this – how big is the gap between them and Florida State, do you think? I think it's still big for now, but we'll see if it closes. Florida State by four on a neutral field? Yeah, and that game's in Tallahassee this year, so they'll probably be a six-and-a-half-point favorite. Sounds about right. Colorado. Okay. What do you, you go first. I told you the 15-minute mark. We're at 10-17, so we're yeah. good. I said, I said no – Deion, mentions of Deion Sanders until 10-15. Do you believe, Jonathan Litskin? Do you um, believe? A lot more than I did in the preseason, I'll tell you that yeah, much. Yeah, I, mean, everyone, I, think, for, I don't think we have a choice at that point. For, first of all, Nebraska should just forfeit their football program. They, yeah. There's no reason for them to still be playing games. Well, what they put through their Jeff fans... S- Jeff Sims, football's not for him. Well, what they put their fans through on a weekly basis is borderline criminal. Like, it's actually ridiculous at this point. Sanders is really good. Like... Okay, here's what I'm going to ask you. Do you have any takeaways about Colorado that you didn't have a week ago? Their defense is better than I thought. I disagree. I still think their defense is pretty darn bad. I I don't know. I, I I'm not confident. Nebraska I'm not, to move the ball. I'm not confident in Nebraska scoring 20 points against uh, scoring 20 points against any Power Five team in the country. I thought Nebraska would move the ball better against them, and. I mean, Colorado had six tackles for losses yesterday compared to zero the week before. I, How many of those run turnovers? Too many. A lot of bad snaps for um, Nebraska. Or it wasn't bad snaps, just snaps that Sims dropped. I, I believe. I think this team could win seven or eight games. Eight, probably more realistic. They have the guys. Like, this is a very good offense. And this is, like, this is an offense that can score with, like, the second group of teams in the Pac-12. I don't think they're competitive with Oregon or USC or probably yeah. Utah. I mean, but I, I think they could be like the best of the rest. I like, think they'll I make a bowl. They will definitely make a bowl. No, I think they're going to be like around six and six. I am extremely confident they're going bowling. This is this is literally just like Kansas last year with that, a little with that, a little more talent. That, yeah, Kansas with better PR. 
They play Colorado. No, Kansas. Kansas had pretty good PR last year. They got not, game, not coach they, prime PR. In my opinion. they got game day. Yeah, Colorado's got game day against the, literally an FCS. Colorado's not state. It's not an FCS team, but yeah. they might as well be. There's not a lot of bad teams in the bottom of the conference. It wasn't the case of the Big Twelve. No, it's the Pac-12 at the bottom is like way better than we thought it was going to be. Well, Stanford is just terrible. They're Nebraska level bad, um, but. Cal, Cal, Cal was, went wire I watched to, that whole game yesterday. Cal went wire to wire with Auburn last night. Arizona went to Starkville and took them to overtime. And they go yeah, at, Miss, at Miss State. And Wazoo but beat uh, Arizona State looked like pretty competent oh, big, against big Oklahoma win State. For our pokes. Yeah, big big win. Needed that. But Arizona State like looks more competent than I thought they would be. Am I missing anyone else? Wazoo looked spectacular yesterday. And I think part of the reason is that Wisconsin never sees quarterbacks like Cam Ward, but that's a different story. Bud was actually talking la- last night on the show how it's really funny how, like, Washington, he thinks Washington State's offensive coordinator last year is awful. He yeah. like, left, went to, North, Texas, w- North, went Texas, to North Texas. Right? Now North this. Texas can't score, and Cam Ward looks like. <laughs> Who's the, the OC for uh, Wazoo? I don't know. I forget. Um, Yo, but for fact, Colorado, like, they should, be com- they should be in every game ben, they play. Ben Arbuckle. Like, last year we talked that they lost every game by 30 points or whatever. The, I, they should be competitive in every game this season. Maybe not the the one at Oregon. Uh, okay, but like maybe I think, not at Utah at the end of the year. I think when they even start, when USC comes to them, like they can score them for a half. So, but like here's the difference. I think that when they start to play these upper echelon teams in the Pac-12, like USC, Washington, Oregon, I don't know who's on their schedule from that upper tier, but I'm just giving I, out I examples. Have the full schedule right here. When they start to play those, they don't play Washington. When they start to play those upper echelon teams, instead of the score being fifty to 10, it's going to be 50 to 30 instead. Yeah, I think like, they're still going to lose the games easily. How many quarterbacks will you take in the Pac 12 right now over Shador? Penix? Williams, Penix. Penix Williams. I don't Dante. know. Bo is right there with him. I don't. I'll take Shador over Dante. I'll take yeah. Shador over DJU. I think I'll take Shador over whoever's playing quarterback for Utah. Rising at full health. Probably rising, but that's not the case. I think I like you have to at this point go Caleb one, Penix two, and then I think you could argue a bunch of different yeah, things. Yeah, Shador and Knicks are close for three, I would say. I'd probably go Knicks three, Shador four. Uh, big one yesterday for You were impressed with Jaden Rashad yesterday, too. Yeah, I texted you. It, like, so, flashes of Anthony Richardson. He's, I mean, he's 18 years old, a true freshman. Mm-hmm. He's got a long list Pac-12's to go. Pac 12's loaded at quarterback. Loaded man. at quarterback. Like, I like Delora, too. He threw four picks yesterday in Starkville, but. They still had a chance to win. Yeah, like, he, he makes plays. The Arizona's explosive. Colorado will stay competitive. They will. I agree. It's eight wins. And I, I would say, I would lean six, but. I, 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 even though, like. I, the, I'm fairly certain they're making a bowl. I think they have like a lot more time. I, I just don't think it's. Teams. I don't think it's going to get to eight. Right, I, I would doubt it. We could do seven more minutes of college football. Utah at Baylor. Utah gets through conference play. In, assuming they beat the – I couldn't even tell you who they play next week. Weber State, home of Damian Lillard. Future Miami Heat. Current Miami Heat if you play NBA 2K24. That's true. Assuming they get through Weber State next week, they get through non-con undefeated for the first time since 2019. Is this Utah team like – Better than the last two, without rising, without Keithy, without some other pieces throughout the team as well. Like this team is, their their non-con ended up being way worse than it looked on paper. Sure, but look at the team they lost to. Like they lost to Florida last year, who finished six and six. The year before they lost to San Diego State and BYU, who also weren't very good. Probably around the same tier as these two, and they just 
find ways. Like this is, they're right there for at USC and Oregon for me at the top of the conference. Like I'm glad they got through those two because like that's been a hurdle that they haven't been able to overcome. But like, if I told you right now, like you had to bet five dollars on, I'll I'll give you this. Does Florida or Baylor finish in the top half of their conference? Uh, no. You put you put five dollars on it. If one of them finishes in the top top five or top top half of their conference, you lose the bet. If you put the other, considering side. Baylor's already owned two, but I they're mean, not owned two. Yeah, yeah, sure. They're zero and zero. I, well, I, we we could go power ratings for, for yeah. I would say sake. I would lean no, but still, it's like I. I'd rather it's a hurdle play to those two than play who Michigan has played the last two weeks. I couldn't tell you Michigan, UNLV and Coastal, or call you East Carolina. Like, come on. So here's what I'm worried about with Utah. So when Rising comes back, is it just going to be like the start of the season for them, or they're working stuff out? And the and, no, and they don't look at, look at. But I don't the, think so. Also, we have not okay. I, not talk about Clemson since. I guess the season started. How bad are they? Like, what's the floor? Eight, eight wins? Eight and four. Seven? Eight and four. Like, we watched the half. I mean, we watched the first half yesterday against... I know they had a good they, second they, half. They could lose to Florida State, Notre Dame, Miami, and you're at eight right there. South Carolina even. Well, that's what, no, South Carolina is. South Carolina might... Yeah, we'll leave no, it with that. They might miss <laughs> Clemson's not good. Uh, <laughs> impressed by Ole Miss yesterday. Despite um, no Pratt for Tulane, I was. They found a way. Kevin cover, cover three guys were praising Dart. I, I didn't really see it uh, yesterday. Good, great play call from Kiffin, as usual. I mean, Kiffin, I think is the best play caller in the country. I just, I'm a little concerned that Ole Miss's offensive line was kind of getting pushed around yeah, by, by Tulane. Tulane. Guys. I'm with you on that. Any other games? You I, I'd still fly? probably definitively say that Ole Miss is in the top four team in the SEC West. How many teams have you been more impressed? At least they won't finish more, that way. More impressed slash surprised by than Notre Dame. Like how good Notre Dame has looked. I have been pleasantly surprised. I mean, surprised. they were, I think, 13 in my rankings to start the season. They're up to seven. I have them eight now. Yeah. They no. are. I am. They, they played. They've been favored in all three games. They beat Navy. They beat East Tennessee, whoever that is. And then they went on the road. To, ba- barring Notre, a, last year's Notre Dame team loses this game. Barring a catastrophic result against... I think they play Tennessee State next week or no, something. They play Tennessee State last week. Unless they who play who do they play States. next week? So it's like Western, what, uh, Central Michigan. Central Michigan, barring a catastrophic result against Central Michigan next week, um, and by catastrophic I don't mean they lose. I mean like they look terrible. I think Notre Dame might be favored against Ohio State. I don't know what favored, but I have not been moved by Ohio State. I, I would favor Notre Dame. I th- right I now think in that game Notre Dame can score with them now. They have a quarterback, Hartman, sleepy Heisman candidate right now. You, I mean, it's too way too early being Heisman guys, but like, he he's on the right start. You know what the yards per play was in that game today? In the Notre pretty, Dame NC State, pretty big gap. Seven point five to four point four. Notre Dame's both sides of the ball. Estimate's great. They have they have receivers. Their kids are all growing up too. Estimate ran for one hundred and thirty four yards. Hartman was fifteen of twenty four, two eighty six, four touchdowns, no picks. Um, they, they had a couple. They just have these like receivers that and tight ends that are kind of emerging. Yeah, Stays had two touchdowns for them today. He was yesterday. A, a, you keep saying today, yeah, but like, I know you haven't. Sorry, stopped. yesterday. Yeah, I still think it's 
Saturday. Saturday, Sunday. You can't start your Sunday without ending your Saturday. Yeah, you know, and I never ended we're my so Saturday. We're on different clocks. Uh, let's do, quickly, state of the SEC East. Mizzou fans are not happy this morning, but <laughs> I don't think these same fans watched. What, what are you laughing at? There's not a single team in the SEC East that is playing better than what I thought they were in the preseason. I, Mizzou fans clearly did not watch what Kentucky did yesterday because they held on for dear life. Against Eastern Kentucky. Against Eastern a team Kentucky. that lost by 45 to Cincinnati in week one. Okay, Cincinnati's 2-0. Yeah. Um, Emory Jones is four wins away from Joe passing Milton his win total started one of eight yesterday. Florida also is just like not a good football team until next week. <laughs> South Carolina is not going to a bowl game. Vanderbilt is not going to a bowl game. And Georgia slow starts. Yeah, I, I'm not. I don't like, care. I'm not concerned about no. Georgia in Georgia, any way at Georgia all. Georgia but like, gets removed from that conversation but, right now. But like, Georgia hasn't looked better than I thought they were going to. So they, I, they are. In the words of Jonathan Litzkin, they are bored. I would not sleep, lose sleep over how Georgia's playing right now. No, but, but the other, I, like, I'd like the, to see the Kentuckys, the Tennessees, both throw Vanderbilt in there, whatever, and the South Carolinas. I'm missing one. In the SEC East, yeah, Georgia, Kentucky, South Carolina, Florida. Mizzou, Vanderbilt, Tennessee. Yeah, okay, I mentioned them then. Like, as bad as it's been for Missouri, they're 2-0, and and none of the other teams have looked good. Live do- My opposite special will be Missouri over Kansas State next week. I will put it out there. Does now. Florida... So Florida's picked up a loss. South Carolina's picked up a loss. Tennessee's picked up a loss by starting Joe that quarterback. <laughs> Quickly, do you want to do top 10s, then we'll get the break? Yeah, let's do go it. Go ahead. All right, uh, do you want me to just go 1-10, through 10 and then you go? 10-1. to 1. Okay. 10, Washington, 9, Florida State, 8, Ohio State, 7, Notre Dame, 6, Alabama, 5, Penn State, 4, USC, 3, Texas, 2, Michigan, 1, Georgia. It's nice to be able to rank Texas that high and like actually be able to justify it with, uh, the, with something other than like, oh, they're really talented and they'd be favored against this amount of teams. Now I, they've actually proved it. No, you're right. I will go 10, Utah, 9, Oregon, 8, Notre Dame. 7 USC, 6 Ohio State, 5 Penn State, 4 Texas, 3 Florida State, 2 Michigan, 1 Georgia. Florida State, Texas was very close for me. Um, I give the Knowles a slight, slight edge. I'm, I'm okay with that. We will hit the break. We will preview everything NFL Week 1 coming up. Start your Sunday, KCOU 88.1 FM. Hi, sports fanatics. We are Luca Vitalik. Ryan Walterman. And Ben Schmidt. Let us introduce you to a weekly favorite sports podcast on KCOU 88.1 FM. On Around the Wave, several guests and us provide you the most thorough Mizzou sports coverage. Also, NFL, NBA, MLB, and NHL coverage where we debate. Provide legendary lists. And give bold predictions. So join us every Thursday morning at 9 o'clock Central Time on KCOU 88.1 FM. We hope to see you there. Approach a strange animal. If you are bitten by a dog or any other animal, have your parents wash the wound completely and then apply antiseptic and a clean bandage. Thank you, Samurai. 
Now we have to call the dog's owner or the Humane Society right away. It is very important to find out if the dog has had his rabies shots. The Hard Count with your host, Chris Farblin, covering all the major news in the world of NFL and college football on KCOU 88.1 FM from 1 to 3 p.m. Tune in for recaps and analysis from last weekend's games, along with predictions and previews for the action next Saturday and Sunday. Hot takes, bull predictions, and two hours of weekly football coverage on the hard count from 1 to 3 p.m. on KCOU 88.1 FM. Those of us who love this sport live... Yo, Sigma is shit. Come, come, come. Welcome back to KCOU 88.1 FM. Start your Sunday, getting ready to talk week one of the 2023 NFL season. Harrison Valdick joined alongside Jonathan Lidskin off 23 waking consecutive hours, 24 now. Still Saturday on your clock. Yeah. Yeah, you. I'm going to try to power through the day. I had a hot chocolate and breakfast sandwich this morning. Um, may need to make a caffeine yeah, run at some point. Iced coffee, I'd highly recommend. NFL, let's start with one of the bigger games in the afternoon. Let's start with your Super Bowl champions. But, real, real quick, by the way, before we start this, every time we like start an NFL segment and we start going through the games, the first thing my mind goes to is that one episode two years ago where we would not talk about Bucks Bucks Pats. That was a great bit. That's a good good re-listen. Just like the ideas that I had just to to tease it, but then talk about a different game. Like the GOAT number 12. I talked about Rodgers or like a big AFC NFC game and it was like, I don't even know who it was, Commanders. Like Steelers or something something like like that. that. Your Super Bowl champions, the LA Chargers. Yeah. At home against Miami. This was a very hyped up game last Mm -hmm. year, Sunday night game that swung the Tua Herbert narratives in a significant favor when Tua had one of his worst games of the yeah. year. Herbert were- balled out, Chargers won at home. I feel like this is a big game for both teams to get on the right foot to start the year. Um, especially when we know you know, the, the margin of error for the Chargers isn't huge. Mm-hmm. And then Miami plays in a great division with New England, the Jets, and Buffalo. So I'll ask you this. who, Which is, a for this game... More important for Miami or LA? More important? Mm. More important, probably the Chargers, just because, like, Miami's not healthier. Like, Miami's not very healthy at all. Yeah. Which is Tom Armstead, already n- not what you want in week one. You don't want to be missing Ramsey and Armstead in week one. But, like, it, it, it seems silly. Like, it seems silly to say that, like, a, a, a week like it's. It seems silly to say that this is like no, super important for yeah, either team. Like what team but needs like, to get the right but, foot? But like, the Dolphins are injured, and I can almost promise you that like, the Dolphins are gonna be their more, most important games are gonna be in their division because it's yep. just loaded, and you're gonna have to win some of them. So I'd, I'd say this is more important for the Chargers. They're at home. 
they're healthy. They weren't healthy at all last year. This is the healthiest the Chargers will be all year. Is week so, one, always. So, I mean, you got your guys. Slater's playing. Bosa's playing. Mike Williams doesn't have a hamstring injury yet? No, he does not. Um, Q, QJ debuted today, too. Yeah. I, I think this is bigger for the Chargers. I think getting on the right foot is exactly what they need. They won their week one last year at home against the Raiders. It's going to be interesting, too. New offense for the Chargers against a new defense for the Dolphins. Yeah, that's, that's a great point. Fangio, the defensive mm-hmm. coordinator from Miami. Kellen Moore coming over from Dallas to be the OC for the Chargers. I'm going to pick the Chargers in this one. I think that they a little more important for them. I have them uh, probably winning by six points. I would say 27-21. Uh, I think it takes Miami a couple weeks to figure out. It's a much different-looking defense from the Flores style to the Fangio. Or four up front, they won't be... Blitzing too much, uh, no Jalen Ramsey. For yeah, I, I I think it'll be harder for the Dolphins to adjust in game, and in the, in the first game I should say to the Vic Fangio system, especially not healthy, than it will be for the Chargers to adjust the Kellen Moore system. Because like the Kellen Moore system, like it's it's gonna allow Herbert to use his arm talent more, which last year the Chargers did not let him do do that, and like. I believe Herbert's seen Fangio's defense a couple times, right? Like, Fangio was still coaching the Broncos when Herbert entered the league. So he's seen that defense a couple times. Yeah, it's nothing new for him. So that'll be good to look out for New England at home against Philadelphia. That's the other big game Mm -hmm. in the afternoon window. Whoa, whoa. What? Bears-Packers afternoon window. I I, I know. You just said (laughs) other big game in the afternoon window. I think Philadelphia, 14-3 last year, fell just short in the Super Bowl. Mm Mm-hmm. Down here for New England, despite being one game out of the playoffs at the end of the year against Buffalo. Super Bowl hangover or not for Philadelphia early in the year? Because we see it a lot with teams who lose the Super Bowl. We even saw with the Bengals last year. Started 0-2, losing to Pittsburgh and Dallas out of the gate. Uh, the year before with Kansas City starting 1-2 and after losing the Super Bowl at Tampa Bay. You can go on and on. Philadelphia, will the Super Bowl hangover fall under them in Week 1? So... It's interesting. This spread has gone down from, I think, like five and a half to like three and a half. Yeah. Um, I think I have it at like four and a half, maybe five. I'd have to double check. I think this is the, if the, if this is a low scoring game, which I expect it to be, the Patriots will win. Because I think the Patriots are just going to play, play a field position game. I'm really interested to see how they spread the ball around and advance the ball. Zeke Elliott de- debut in, in New England, obviously not the not not the featured back there, but st- still notable. Eagles have two new coordinators. Yeah, lost a lot in the offseason to free agency. I think the Eagles are going to be a top five team in the league this year. I think even better than that. I think yeah. they may take some time to get rolling. I agree. I think the Pats actually win this game at home today. I think they pull off the upset. I'm taking the Patriots too. Uh, Super Bowl hangover we mentioned. New two new coordinators is a great point. Just a lot of young players. I don't know how much Jalen Carter is going to play. One of them. Nicole Dean barely played it all last year. Mm-hmm. This will be one of his first real game reps. And he he had giving a, Bill Belichick in a week one at home, especially as an underdog. Mm-hmm. And I I mean I'm under wreck. I think Mac Jones will be the most improved player in the NFL this season. He was hurt last year, wasn't he? Yeah. I never really. Was and he's also hurt by having a defensive coordinator, an offensive coordinator, and having no real plays. They were kind of just running the pa- get open strategy. Pa- Patriots lost a couple like really bizarre games last year. The, that the, like the Raiders game. Like, the, I don't think you can lose a game more bizarre in like the history of the NFL. I, I think the re- like that 
that game and like I think there was one other, but like it kind of swayed their record and because of that I think it's kind of swayed the perception of them in the preseason. It's a good football team. Top 5 defense in the in the league. Jack Jones not playing today. Yeah, um, they have they have other depth at secondary. I'm really excited to see Christian yeah. Gonzalez out there. Marcus Jones will Mar- play a lot of Marcus snaps Jones, today. Marcus uh, Jones, Jalen Mills is now at safety with the retirement of Devin McCourty. Uh, Kyle, Kyle Ducker in his role. I hopefully we get a good Mark. Oh, dude, Marcus Jones and Nixon playing in the same time slot could be a late afternoon of special teams. Yeah, give me pass by field goal twenty three twenty. Bears Eagle Bears Packers. Thank God we're not playing the Eagles. Yeah, this is obviously one of the best rivalries in the league, and mm-hmm. this division is wide wide open. Detroit, for Detroit, who's actually already booked their tickets to the Super Bowl, it seems like. They're going to be playing Kansas football in that game. <laughs> so, but so, what are your expectations for the Bears early? Now? I like to think that I'm the most reasonable Bears fan on the planet. Um, this is either going one of two ways for the Bears fan base. The Bears, Bears win, and, you know, like, if you go on Twitter, you would have think that the Bears have a bye until... Early February when they have a game scheduled in Arizona. Against the Detroit Lions. <laughs> um, for the Super Bowl. That's where the Super Bowl is, right? Arizona? Uh, sure. No, that was, that was last, last year. year. It's in Vegas. Vegas. Okay. Another so, desert. Yeah. If the Bears win, schedule the trip to Vegas. That's what the fans will tell you. If they lose, um, everyone might need to be fired. And we might be looking at Caleb Williams for next <laughs> next year. In all, in all reality, I think we see a better... Passing day from Justin Fields um, than we saw all of last year. I think we'll see how much of an improved passer he is. He's got a good receiver now. More. I think the problem is I think the Packers might run for 200 yards today. That Bears defensive front against the Packers offensive line is a complete mismatch. They're going to give Love a clean pocket. I expect the Bears to blitz a ton. Eberflus likes to blitz a ton anyway, but... You're going to need to put pressure on Love, otherwise he's going to make throws. No Christian Watson helps the Yeah, Bears. that's huge. Is helps Dobbs the Bears. Playing? Dobbs is expected to play, I think. But no um, no Watson for the Packers. Big. I expect a heavy run, run game, like I said, for Green Bay. I'm going to take Green Bay on the road here. Um, a lot of people, a lot of Bears fans will be disappointed if they lose the, this one. I won't think anything of it unless they look just absolutely awful. I'm going to go the opposite way. I think that no, if Dobbs doesn't play either, I think that's huge. And Watson, I think with a quarterback making his second career start in Jordan Love against a Bears team at home, I think the Bears defense is going to be improved compared to what it was a year ago. I think the care that went down and <sighs> Bears won a close one, uh, 27-23. I've been in the same score range for all these games, but mm-hmm. I like the low-scoring week ones. Uh, I think Fields makes a couple big plays with his legs, and that's the difference. I think this is a game that comes down to the wire. Um, I like Chicago's weapons more than Green Bay's weapons today, uh, and I think I'll take the quarterback advantage for Chicago as well. Bears get the win at home. Steelers-Niners, another big game I have on my radar. Mm-hmm. I love the Pittsburgh Steelers this year. I think they are a contender in the AFC, a team that can go to Vegas and have a chance to win the Super Bowl. San Francisco is one of the favorites in the NFC. Mm-hmm. A little Super Bowl preview. My, my pick to win the NFC. Yeah. But Niners usually start the year a little slow, though. It's not not always... They lost to the Bears week one last year. Year before, started slow out of the gate before they turn it off the end of the year. Niners are a second half of the season team. Yeah. I, I, I like Pittsburgh at home, obviously, a lot. I do, too. I'm just thinking off the top of my head. When's the last time... Did the 49ers win their season opener in 21? Because last year they lost to the Bears. That was Garoppolo. You know these way better than I do. I can tell you that in 2020 they lost their season opener at home to Arizona. 2021 Week 1 Niners. 
That was the same day as Chiefs Browns. I'm this is bad radio, but I'm just trying to think. I'm, out I'm loud. looking it up for you. Don't worry. Is Seattle, no. They play the Rams, no. Um. Saints. Oh, dude, I remember this game. What, what conference? The NFC. What division? North. Oh, Lions. This is one of the worst bets I've ever lost. The Niners Lions? Oh, it wasn't like a crazy Lions back to recover. The 49ers were up two scores yes, the entire scored, game. Yes. The entire game. And was it Stafford starting for the Lions then? Yeah, I mean okay. I would assume so. Yeah, I, I do remember this. Yeah, that was Okay, but yeah, I again Pittsburgh I think goes in there and they're flexing their muscles a little bit. I think Pittsburgh actually wins I think by Pitt- double digits. I think Pittsburgh's good. I don't know if it's quite 31, by double digits. 31 17. Najee and Jalen Warren really run the ball well. I'm really excited to see how Brock Purdy plays. I'm really excited to see Darno Washington plays. <laughs> He'll have one catch for nine yards. And I'm just going to be like, dude, you see the block on the edge? Steelers run 12 personnel and 40% of offensive snaps today. We're at 10-44. Titans at Saints. Another big one today. This might be the biggest coaching mismatch we have week one. I, will, v- I, v- I have Dennis Allen at coach 32 in my rankings. Really? Yes, he's I have the him at 33. <laughs> There is some interim coach that has not taken over yet that is a better coach than Dennis Allen is. If we're counting assistant coaches, Dennis Allen would be in the 40s for me. Yes. I've played teams like guys I would trust to lead my. I would trust to take Ryan Day before I took Dennis Allen. <laughs> uh, Titans plus three is probably the bet of the week here for for me. Bet, bet of the week. It's my favorite line. Derrick Henry, early in the year, ready to go. As our Tajay Spears, back in New Orleans after. Zero games gone. As as our great friend says, Ebel, bet on Mike Vrabel's dog and won't think twice. I I don't I, the Saints. I this is the team I think is being the most underrated, and the team I think is being the most overrated <laughs> in the NFL this season. Don't like the Saints at all. Yeah, no, dude. I have the Saints finishing very, six and eleven. Very poor. I coach. have a friend, You're Dylan Fern. Yeah, yeah who I took. He doesn't. Have he ball. gave me. Football's not for him. Even odds on the Saints against the field to win the NFC South. Like, I obviously have the yeah. field, don't, not to be mistaken. Tight- I, I didn't want to like sit here and talk about this, how bad the Saints are for five minutes and then say, oh, yeah, I actually took the Saints at even odds to win the NFC Titans South. Titans win this game on a walk-off. Nick Folk Fuel. You know who's their kicker now? I had no idea, dude. The New England is Chad Ryland. He's a rookie from Maryland. Titans win this game, low scoring, 17-16. <coughs> they walk it off the end Dogfight. Henry runs for a score. Ryan Tannehill continues to be one of the most. I'd like to see a Tajay Spears touchdown today. Yeah, the two back in New Orleans, the two lane kid. Talk about two opposite uh, running backs. In Bengals that room. Browns. Hear them Bengals. Oh, we don't have time for that. No, we don't. Burrow's playing. Supposedly, that's what sources say deep inside the organization. Yeah, the right sources. <laughs> they have their full trio receivers: Higgins, Jamar, Boyd. This is a big year for the Bengals, but it's a tough game out of the game against Deshaun Watson and the Cleveland Browns, who were very rusty last year. Amari Cooper, Elijah Moore, their top receivers. Bengals lost week one last year they to did. a division opponent. They do it again. They're going to do it again. Cleveland just seems to have their number. Yeah, they last year Halloween, that game was a rout. You remember? Um, I don't remember their other game. You remember two years ago when they got beat by like, 25 by the Browns, and our friend got stung by a wasp before yeah. the game. It was, it, was it, was bad, yeah. it was a bad omen. It was a bad omen. I'll take the Browns here. Give me those Bengals. I think they get the season started on the right foot. <laughs> I think that 
Farrell left the extension, and they carry the momentum over the weekend. I think the Bengals have better players, and I mean I know that's like, such a simple thing to say, but I I want to take the better team in this game. I trust Cincinnati. I trust Cincinnati's coaching more. I don't think Stefanski's a very good coach at all. No, I lo- I love the hire when they made it. I've completely turned on him. Yeah, I. I mean, I picked the Bengals to win the Super Bowl. I would like to see them start one and zero. I think they're going the North. Picking and, a team to win a Super Bowl and then just picking them to start zero and one. It doesn't make yeah, any sense. What I've heard of the when you do the one thing that the opposite happens that the word I just can't vice versa. Sure, that's not the word I was thinking of, but we can work. That works too. Oh. Uh, let's fly through a couple. Panthers at Falcons. The first start for Bryce Young. First overall pick quarterback in the last 14 week one games. 0-13-1. The race to 8-9 starts in Atlanta today. Every every NFC South divisional game is going to be extremely important with the way that division is going to pl- play out. Uh, I think I'm taking Atlanta today. I am taking Bryce Young will end the streak. Show Alabama how good he really is after they turned on him for Jalen Milrow. Okay, the fine that's not what happened, but we can push that narrative. Bryce Young ends the streak. Carolina gets their great season started with a win in Atlanta. Texans at Ravens. C.J. Stroud, the Ohio State kid, taking on Lamar Jackson, Odell Beckham in his first game with the Baltimore Ravens. Ravens are already banged up. Will it be enough to beat the rookie quarterback? Uh, it's a day that ends with Y, which means the Ravens are injured to start the season. Yes. Mark Andrews not playing today. They got some injuries in their secondary already. I expect this game to actually be pretty close. Ravens um, don't usually cover big numbers. I, I shouldn't say pretty close, but but Lamar, you're right. As a, as a big favorite, has not done done well. Ravens, pro, Ravens win the game. Never really feels like the Texans have a chance, but they're not out of it. Yeah. I, I I think Stroud could be a disaster today. Uh, it'll be a tough day for him, especially at Baltimore. Mm-hmm. It's a that's, that's it's not a great a pl- crowd. That's not a fun place to start your NFL no, career. I'll give you Ravens by nine twenty five sixteen. Jaguars at Colts. You know, on this day last year, I picked the Colts to score forty points against the Houston Texans, and they tied. Yeah. It was like 16 to 16, wasn't 20 it? 20 to 20, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Trevor Lawrence and the Jags, a lot of expectations on the road at Indy. Anthony Richardson. Um, Who do you got? I'm going to take my first road team of the day, I think. Uh, I'm going to go with the Jags. He's at the Packers, casual. Oh, that's my bad. Uh, I'm going to take my second road team of the day. I'm going to take the Jags. I think we'll see a lot of flashes from Richardson today. I don't think the Jags' defense is particularly special, and but... This Colts team, new head coach, new quarterback, new system, Jags team that is pretty is established, like well well coached, just a mismatch. I think. You think so? I'm, I'm going to take the Jags by a touchdown. Last year, I eventually took the Colts to put up 40 against Houston Week One. This year, I am picking the Colts to win outright against the Jaguars Week One. They will. I think the Colts are also right. like the worst Week One team in the league. They get it done to Anthony Richardson. Like he did in his college debut last year against the defending Pac-12 champs Utah, does it this year to the defending AFC South champion Jaguars? It runs all over them, over 100 through the air and 100 on the ground. Colts win this one by a touchdown, 28-21, pulling off the, off the upset. Buccaneers at Vikings, give me a win real fast. Ah, uh, Vikings. Yeah, by touchdown. Vikings by 15. Where else? Cardinals at Commanders. If you're watching this game, turn a better game on. <laughs> I, I do have the Commanders in this one. Uh, I don't see a whole lot of separation Josh, between these two. Josh Dobbs versus Sam Howell would well, have been a like non, non-prime time college game. 17-10, to 10, Commanders win. 
I'll go 13-9 Commanders win. That was a score going to the fourth quarter last night. They went Texas, or late in the third quarter, I should say. Raiders at but Broncos. Uh, this is... A big start for both of these teams out of the gate. Mm-hmm. Uh, two teams who had a disappointing year last year, both in different ways. Russell Wilson, let's ride. Who got, Car- you got? Cardinals will be the worst team in the NFC this year. The worst team in the AFC will be the Las Vegas Raiders. I don't like their head coach. I think Jimmy G is going to be just brutal in that system. I think he's going to miss Shanahan at about halftime of this game today. I will take the Broncos. Big for what you would expect the Broncos to win by. Yep, Broncos give me them by 15. I said, the, I said 15 Vikings. Broncos by 16. 30 to 14. Real last, fast. last year, I wouldn't have been confident in the Broncos to score 16. Winner, Rams at Seahawks. Uh, I'll take Seattle. I will take no, Se- no Cooper Cup today for the Rams. My 40-point week one scores, the Seattle Seahawks, highest scoring team of the week. They will score exactly 40, beat the Rams 40 to 15. Cowboys and Giants to close out the night. Who you got? Cowboys, big. I think this is a huge regression year for the Giants. I agree. Cowboys win 31-14. Bills, Jets, that's tomorrow. We could talk about that another time. Let's do four downs. You go first. Okay. Uh, no break. No breakout players. Uh, breakout players after we had okay. two minutes and fifteen seconds. All right, we're on the clock. Two minutes. All right. First down. Yesterday's college football theme was teams that were back. So which this is my theme too? Which QB looking to have a bounce back season throws for more yards today? Derek Carr or Baker Mayfield? Uh, Derek Carr. Second down. Nick Saban recently has beaten three NFL starters in playoff games. Between the between the three, Justin Fields, Desmond Ritter, and Deshaun Watson, which of the three accounts for the most touchdowns today? Justin Fields in a Bears win. Third down. Which rookie wide receiver has the most receiving yards in their debut this week? Obviously, Rasheed Rice already played, so he is extended from that. Harrison is grittying in his chair. I'm going to take that to say Jackson he means Jackson Smith, Smith and, Jim, and Jim, over 100. The gritty man. Fourth down. No, Jamar's a gritty man. Jackson Smith is the mini gritty man. Fourth down. We are approaching the first coach firing of college football sometime in the near future. Yes. Which NFL team looks so bad today that it gets the fired rumors started about their coach? Sean McVay. Rams. Maybe not fired, but like people are like, wow, this guy stinks. Oh, brother, this guy stinks. <laughs> Here we go. Who's your breakout? Oh, we'll break up after. First down. Texas is back. So which receiver that plays in Texas has the most receiving yards today between Brandon Cooks, Robert Woods, and Michael Gallup? I will go Brandon Cooks. Second down, Miami is back. So which Miami Dolphin receiver has the most yards today, Tyreek or Jalen Waddell? I will go Tyreek Hill. Third down, big win for Colorado yesterday. So how many yards will Colorado's other quarterback, Russell Wilson, throw today? Looking for yards. 193. Slow. Fourth down, there are three AFC-NFC games today. All of them NFC team are favored. That's New Orleans over Tennessee, San Fran over Pittsburgh, and Philadelphia over New England. Which AFC team are you most confident pulls off the upset? Um, I will go Steelers. You said Tennessee was your lock of the week, though. Oh, uh, wait. I didn't hear that one. I'll go Tennessee. I will go Tennessee. Breakout players set the theme for the week. Go ahead. All right. The theme this week is going to be tight ends, Kyle Pitts. I'm not going to use Darnell. I'm not going to bait me into putting Darnell Washington. I will go with Pittsburgh's other tight end. Pat Firemuth. By the way, when I asked you that fourth down question about the coach firings, totally thought you were going to say Jonathan Gannon one game into his NFL career. Oh, I, I don't think Gannon's very good. But I think... One year wonder? The Cardinals seem to have a lot of those. We talk more Well, I guess it wouldn't really Cardinals. be a wonder. <laughs> At this time next week, we'll be talking Tennessee, Florida. A lot of college football next Saturday. Preview NFL Week 2. We'll see you next time. KCOU 88.1 FM. Start your Sunday.